Welcome to the sixth episode of the Squadron's Pirate Radio podcast. I'm your co-host, Michaela Sani, along with Scott King, our general manager. And joining us today is our Vice Commodore of Sailing, Aaron Norwood. Aaron, welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Michaela. And Scott, I'm here too. Oh, <laughs> can, we, can we do that again? I thought it's not, I, <laughs> I thought it's No, we're live now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Michaela and Scott, for having me. I, uh, I uh, you know, have listened to the last four editions of the podcast, and each one has been a little bit different. So I'm um, happy to bring a different perspective to today. Absolute pleasure to have you, Erin. Thank you so much. Um, your introduction to sailing, you said you weren't a huge fan. You were baited with chocolate bars and chips, apparently. So talk me through <laughs> your introduction to sailing. That's true. Well, I... Um, I started sailing with my family, as a lot of uh, our members have, and oh, as a young, young, I don't know, maybe three, four, five-year-old, I wasn't so excited necessarily about being on uh, on dad's boat all the time, except for that was the uh, one time of the day or one time we were allowed to have those extra sweets or or bottles of pop or chips or anything like that. So I think it was an interesting parenting tactic uh by my parents but it definitely you know it definitely got us on board the boat and uh it was our first real you know when we were kids it was kind of fun to be out on the water having having a Kit Kat bar and and hanging out with my dad and my mom and my brother yeah there's no no judgment from me I have a seven-year-old so I use that tactic all the time well it's good it's good to know it's a good uh good good thing for me to have in my back pocket going forward (laughs) And uh, so your family, obviously, very, very notable, you know, sailing family. Just talk us through and share some information about your extended family and their experience. Sure. So um, I am a third generation squadron member. Um, my grandparents and my dad's parents, uh, Carlo Norwood IV and my grandmother, Sally Norwood or Sally McKean, um, were both avid sailors themselves. And I, uh, I think that, you know, when we went to sailing school that first day at the squadron, my brother and I started at the same time. My parents were just crossing their fingers that we would love it. And uh, luckily we, we did. And um, throughout the years, I've been able to kind of go back and hear stories of my grandparents and their different sailing adventures. Um, and it's always pretty, pretty amazing to hear about some of them, especially for my grandmother, um, Sally, she, uh, was part of the first female crew to do a Marblehead race. Uh, she was the navigator, which I always think is pretty neat when you're talking about, you know, maybe not having all the electronics available to you. And uh, recently I was just going through some old slides of my, uh, my, my dad had and um, the, the slide, there was a bunch of slides from Greenland and my, my grandmother was sailing around in Greenland and I thought, like, for the time, it just would have been such an adventure. It's such an adventure today. They were avid cruisers, doing lots of trips um, throughout their lifetimes. And uh, certainly for me, they both passed away a number of years ago. My grandmother in particular was, I was quite small. So I didn't get to really uh, experience her too much in life. But uh, one thing I find is always interesting in the sailing community is that over the years, it doesn't really matter, you know, wherever I go, uh, there always seems to be somebody uh, that 
you know, recognizes my name and asks me, oh, would you know this lady or, you know, Sally Norwood or my grandfather? Um, and so it's really nice to have that community feel um, and to be able to to hear a story about my grandparents um, from from a from a friend from a long time ago. So uh, sailing is that weird sport that kind of connects many generations and it's a small enough world that sometimes, you know, there is just that uh, kismet moment where you get to meet people that have um, have an experience with your own family members. So I love that. I love that about sailing is that it's a small, a small community and uh, often rooted in family. And certainly for me, um, that's the case. Yeah, so nice to have, obviously, unfortunately, not having known your grandmother, but to have the opportunity to kind of learn along the way as different people share stories with you. That must be something. Yes, and sometimes I, I've heard, like, some pretty colourful stories, I have to say, <laughs> over the years. I got the feeling she was quite a colourful lady if she's, yes, you know, yes, doing everything yes. that she was doing at yeah, that time. Absolutely. And certainly, uh, you know, like, you know, coming closer to um, my lifetime, uh, you know, my parents and my dad, Toby Norwood and Caroline Norwood, they've um, been active in the sailing community. My dad was always a big volunteer for my brother and I uh, when we were youth sailors ourselves. And my mom also was active on the uh, helping with, you know, when we hosted regattas at the squadron. And uh, so there were great opti parents for my brother and uh, great 420 parents for me. And, uh, and now we've finally let them go on and have their own boat they've uh, they don't have to travel around <laughs> with us kids anymore um, and I think they're quite pleased doing that they've uh, a non-such. Erin so I understand that you actually started uh, in the RNSYS's uh, learn to sail program so do you mind taking us back in time a little bit uh, you know what did the program look like when you were a young sailor and how has it evolved since your coaching days? Oh my gosh yes I did I started sailing I was probably 11 um, when I started at the squadron and we were in this lovely tin shack situated where the Mac building is currently. Um, it had its own special charms and smells and <laughs> a little bit of rust here and there, but we all loved it. Um, it was a lot of fun to grow up sailing at the squadron. Uh, however, you know, it, the program has really changed. When I started, there were maybe just like a handful of opties, maybe three opties, four opties. And uh, my brother was in opties. I started in uh, Echoes at the time and uh, was, was uh, really immediately drawn to it. I think I just loved um, right away just being on the ocean and the sense of independence that you get as a small child to be able to drive your own vessel um, and be in control of where you want to go. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe you're you're doing your best to learn how to how to how to make that happen. But um, yeah, it, it was just a lot of fun, and we had a great time uh, just kind of picking it up and 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 learning along the ways and are going through our different levels. And uh, and then I was able to really our race program at that stage was what we called a silver level. That was more of a a learn to sail kind of uh, next step and you were you had to go through all the uh the 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 different boats before you could start racing so mostly it was older kids so you could have probably been about 16 or 17 when you started racing and um 
and of course that's changed a lot now um you can start racing much younger um and you can race in many different types of boats when i was uh in sailing school it was mainly like lasers or lasers laser twos that you were able to race in and i had some really great instructors that were able to um bring some racing in 420s which was very again very early on for us at the squadron um so of course now we have like a much more extensive huge racing program that's so impressive um thanks to some of the great work of of uh augustine ferrario and all of the many volunteers and coaches and racers over the years that have built that up um and basically after i learned to sail um and and did some racing myself uh in you in uh, keelboats or not in keelboats and dinghies um I started teaching and I got my sailing instructor level. So I got to see the squadron from a whole other perspective as a coach. Um, and uh, it was great, probably the best summer job ever um, to be able to teach sailing and uh, hang out with your friends. And uh, I think I was part of one of the first years that we had wet feet. So it was this big thing thinking about having these little kids, um, you know, learning how to zip up their life jackets and, uh, uh, and it was, uh, it was kind of a, a pilot project. Judy Robertson was involved with that and I was helping out and it was uh, great. I loved seeing these little kids again, blowing my mind that a four or five year old could actually figure out how to sail and sail in a straight line and just amazing how much kids can pick up. And now of course that program has, has grown quite a bit. Yeah, I can imagine, um, may say old cliche but it's not really a job if you're having so much fun I can imagine it kind of must have felt a bit like that where it didn't really feel like you were at work yeah especially you know being um having having to love you know having getting to do something you love but also in a place that you love uh and you know growing up at the squadron having such a connection to the club itself and uh you know all the staff and the boatyard team and everybody there it was felt it felt like very comfortable and very familiar to me um and but at the same time you know we're always meeting new people new instructors um but the the whole learn to sail community was much smaller and the racing was much smaller when i was there um and we just we were just actually i think we were the first year i was there the first year the head instructor the first year that the mac was built so we upgraded from our our little tin shed to a much more uh, sophisticated building with doors and everything it was very exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it was a it was great to be part of that transition and to sort of see this the club and the and the uh, sailors, um, lots of investment and and time spent in in our youth program, which I think is so important and you know so often breeds our future members. So. Um, yeah, it was it was really a great experience learning how to sail at the squadron, and then um, I ended up being able to take over as a as a sailing instructor, uh, and then uh, finally becoming uh, the head instructor for a couple of years at the squadron, uh, which was which was a lot of fun too. Although I missed being out on the water coaching. Oh, that's great, Aaron. I mean, I, I kind of wish we could go back in time and you and I worked there at the same time. But uh, yeah, well, <laughs> now, now we're working together in a different capacity. <laughs> when did, where did you work there, Michaela? 
I started at the club in 2012. In 2012. Okay. Yeah. So I would have finished up in, uh, I was head instructor from 2008 to 2009. So yeah, it was my, my first summer job really. And uh, it was a great experience. I mean, it's as, even as a, you know, as a young person going through university um, to be able to have the opportunity to work with children, to be outside, um, to do something, to teach, pass on something that you're very passionate about yourself. Um, I think it's a great, great activity for any of our youth sailors, racers that are looking to give back and, and have some fun as well. And uh, a lot of the folks that I coached with, I'm still really good friends with a lot of the sailors that I coach. Um, I still see around the club all the time. So uh, it's just a little bit of a different context. It's a little weird when you're, you know, somebody that you coached when they were maybe 13 or now able to have a beer with you on the back deck. But, uh... <laughs> as, a, as a child at the, at the squadron, multi-generational membership. I mean, obviously the, the property and the, the, uh, the club is such a, a huge part of your life, you know, just to talk a bit to that. Yeah, I I think um, the club has really been there for me in many different ways and different phases of my life. And I think a lot of members would agree that it had this, this sort of weird way of creeping into not just um, being an activity that we do, but actually into our individual identities. Um, and that's something that a lot of other activities maybe don't have that same kind of pull but when you think about, you know, when you describe yourself, like who you are and what you do, and um, often, you know, like the idea that you're a squadron member or that you're a sailor um, are things that are closely tied to a lot of our uh, collective identities. And I think that's what makes the squadron um, such a different place and such a uh, such a great lifestyle opportunity for people who are looking for a community of people that are not necessarily, you know, they're absolutely sailors, but also those that love the ocean, love to be outside, love to hang out with their, with their friends and their family um, in a very social and uh, collegiate atmosphere. Um, And I also love that it's a place where it's not just, and I just sort of come to discover this in the last few years myself, because as a youth sailor, you're kind of on one side of the property and you know all the other youth sailors and you know the parents, but you don't necessarily get to know a lot of the other membership. Um, and in the last few years, as I've been working and volunteering on the board, um, you discover that there's so many other uh, so many other members of different ages, different experiences, um, and it's a great opportunity to meet people and develop and expand your your community and your network so the squadron means a lot to me um just because of you know obviously i've had uh, a great experience as growing up at the club and having my family so closely tied to the squadron but i think on top of that and most importantly it's just the ability to have this um, second home this community of people and family that all kind of have similar um similar love for the ocean, for being outside, for being on the water, maybe a little bit of competitiveness thrown in there. Um, but it's, it's just a great environment where you can really uh, connect with people from all different ages, all different backgrounds, and um, get to hang out and, and hear a little bit more about their story. I think that's partially why 
I think this podcast is such a great idea um, because it just gives us another avenue where we don't necessarily, uh, especially in today's you know COVID world, uh, we're not necessarily connecting with, with our club members as frequently. It's nice to be able to hear voices and learn a little bit more about a few different members um, over the last couple podcasts. So I really appreciate you guys putting this on for us. Um, it's been it's been really nice listening to everybody so far. Aww. Aww. We yeah, love that, don't we, Scott? Come back. Who's on next week? They just got benched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part two with Aaron. Aaron. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There's, there's, there's a key for this, right? You guys are going to um, like slide a little something like yeah. a little bar tab. Yeah, over, we'll, right? we'll sort something out. <laughs> Sponsored by Aaron Norwood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so, Aaron, as the Vice Commodore of Sailing... Um, I understand that inshore racing is kind of your jam. So from what I understand, Wednesday night racing and the Norwood name pretty much go hand in hand with one another. Uh, so for those who have yet to experience it, can you tell us what it's like out on the course and kind of the post-race camaraderie around the sailors, especially with the new sailors bar? Absolutely. Um, so, well, I love Wednesday night racing. It's so much fun. I, um, I, again, this is sort of like this weird transition that after you kind of go through uh uh, you sailing and you're tr- you try to get into uh, the keelboat scene a little bit and it's a little bit intimidating I think for a lot of people not just you sailors to start um, but really there's nothing to be intimidated about it's a great everyone starts somewhere um, it's a lot of fun I started uh, with my brother and our J29 favorite child um, back in 2013 and it was uh, it's it's definitely you know just a great break in your week to be able to get out on the water um, and and sail around the, the harbor with, you know, like uh, mostly at, at the height of the summer, we have around 50 boats, which is kind of impressive when you think about it now and then looking. I think we're one of the uh, clubs that are actually buck, bucking the trend where a lot of other clubs are having trouble with their Wednesdays uh, and are seeing, you know, more popularity on the weekend racing, whereas our Wednesdays are our, our premier event, really, we're seeing the highest participation in those events. Um, so it's a great, if you've never done it before, you know, it's a great uh, couple hours during the week to get out. Um, there's all different competitive levels that come out on a Wednesday. There's some, this is like the Olympics for them. <laughs> um, there are others that are that are just hoping that they find the right marks that can sometimes be me. Um, so it's, <laughs> it really is a nice uh, environment, a nice mixture of all different skill levels and uh, um, different, different fleets, different boats, everybody having some time out on the water. And of course, being able to come in afterwards and, and collectively discuss, uh, debrief the wins, the losses and everything in between. Um, and with our new sailors bar, I think it's a great, that's, you know, part of the reason why I love it is that it's just a casual environment for us to be able to hang out as sailors, non-sailors, family members, just to have a beer and uh, debrief from the, after, the, the sail that, that day and um, just, you know, have the dark and stormy. And uh, it's a great, it's a great feeling of camaraderie and, um, just like the social side of sailing which I think for a lot of us is really uh significant it's um part of the reason why we like to be on the water is to have that connection with other people and to be able to uh 
to hang out and afterwards and have have a beer and talk talk a little bit about it and have some chicken wings and yeah enjoy the beauty of the arm yeah, there's a certain um, energy about the sailing community. I think that's that's fairly rare, you know, where it's competitive, but it's also supportive, and you know, also I think it's sort of based on a level of competition, but also um, you know, a level of um, you know understanding. And I, I think it just strikes a really nice balance for mine. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, it can be a little bit of everything for everybody, um, and I think throughout your life you can do it at so many different levels. Um, which I think is really, really important. And I, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of how, how sailing uh, transitions for me. I'm, I, uh, you know, was a youth sailor, got to do a little bit of dinghy racing um, into some keelboat action with the J29, which is mainly a bunch of our friends and uh, some other dinghy sailors. We're kind of learning as we go. Um, and now I'm, I'm, uh, well, I guess I don't, I think I'm, I'm, I'm about to have a baby for those hey. don't, that don't know. That's pretty exciting for me. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to kind of start this next cycle of fourth generation of club membership. Uh, but also it's going to change a little bit for me, what that means for, um, for sailing. Maybe I'll have to get those chocolate bars out and, uh, start baiting little children to come out for, for a little afternoon. I don't know. Sailing. I don't know. A word, a word from the wise. I'll probably um, start with the upper chocolate bars because as soon as you pull one out, you've got to pull them out all the time. Oh, okay. 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 Good. <laughs> Tip from the wise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take all the advice. So, yeah, I think like now the club, I'm going to be looking for a different sort of um, function from the club as I uh, move into this next phase with my family. Um, you know, we'll probably be looking for more of family activities, um, maybe more uh, opportunities to uh, use our pool and uh, all that other great stuff that the squadron has to offer. Where in the past, I've been pretty much focused on the sailing side. So I'm really, uh, I'm excited about this next chapter and um, how I, and I, how I know that the squadron will be there to uh, kind of support me and, uh, and provide an opportunity for my kids that I, um, I was able to um, take up on for myself. Been a sailing coach, competitor, crew, and skipper. Uh, so what has your experience been like having mostly male counterparts? And do you think that women have had a lot of progression in sailing since your grandmother, Sally, uh, competed in the Marblehead to Halifax Ocean Race herself. Yeah, I think, uh, thanks thanks for that question. Um, I think that we're definitely seeing a progression, uh, at least at, at our club of women in sailing. There's on a Wednesday night race, you'll definitely see um, a lot of boats that have many, many crew members that are women. Um, but I think, you know, we have a long way to go. And I think it's only to benefit the sport. Um, I think sometimes when we talk about women in sailing, um, we often talk to women about it. And I think that um, that's, that's obviously, it makes, a, it makes perfect sense. You know, we're, we're living the experience. But I think really when we talk about how do we increase the participation of women in sailing, it's something that we all need to think about um, and each individual boat can kind of think about. I know that, um, you know, a few years ago now, it's probably many years ago now, there was a study around uh, boardroom, boardroom tables and the involvement of women on boards. And uh, that it's not just about, 
you know, filling the boardroom table with women. It's about looking for, uh, it's about benefiting those companies and it's about, uh, you know, adding a different perspective and different experience to those conversations. And uh, each, you know, each company can kind of look to their own, uh, to their own roles and see how they can maybe incorporate or, or, or look to um, advance a woman that's super qualified and has a great voice to bring to the table. And I think I sort of think about sailing the same way, or I'd love to be able to think about sailing in the same way that when we're putting together our crews at the beginning of every year, um, you know, it's, it would be really great to think about how can we as a squadron community um, try to encourage those female sailors that we know are more than capable, very qualified um, to play a bigger role on our boats and how do we encourage maybe women that have never sailed before to get out on the water? Um, and I find that from my experience, it not, it's not necessarily about putting women in like uh, their own kind of uh, start line or, or, you know, saying that you need to have so many women on a boat. Um, but I think that uh, there's a lot of advantages to having diverse crew. And I think that there's a lot of uh, fantastic and talented um, sailors out there that uh, would be more than capable to um, participate and participate perhaps more actively than they have in the past. So I just put that out there as a thought as we kind of move in towards um, the spring. Uh, I know that this year is a little bit different, but it might give us an opportunity to think towards next year um, about what we can do as club owners or, or boat owners to tap those women in our lives who have been all along super supportive of, of racing or, or who, who maybe have never had the opportunity and how to get them involved on the boat. And I, I think it's a challenge that we can each take on as individual skippers um, versus just kind of thinking like, okay, let's, let's ask all the women about how they, <laughs> how they can, uh, how they can become more active. I mean, certainly, absolutely. We should, definitely talk to women about what would work for them but I think from my perspective that it's about thinking as a as a whole community what we can do to uh encourage it because really you know the numbers of sailing around the world are, are they're coming down a little bit so what's an easy way to encourage um the growth of the sport let's focus on the other half of uh of the population that seem to not have been included as much in the past and get them out so um I think that I'm very, you know, proud of my grandmother to have competed. Um, and I've definitely met uh, some of the other women that were on that boat, that uh, first Marblehead race. And uh, I think it's a pretty impressive accomplishment. Um, and I, especially for the time. And I think we, now it's, it's not just about the novelty of having an all women team. I think we can really say, we can all sail together. Let's all get on these boats, women, men, everybody. And uh, let's uh, have some really great competition. Let's have some fun, and uh, let's all work towards you know more inclusiveness on the water. Yeah, very well said. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, there's a couple of good things in there. Absolutely. I mean, obviously your grandmother. I mean, what a what an outstanding um, lady to to do that at that time with her crew, non, no less, or all of them together. Um, you know, I'm, I can just imagine them hatching yeah. that plan, you know, to do, to do that at the time. They would have had to almost, like, thought that no one would actually believe that they were going to do it, and they just walked up and did it. I mean, outstanding. Uh, we talked a lot 
we've talked a lot about pioneering yeah. women, you know, and it's not so much about singling out women for mine. It's just more about um, respecting the the adventure and the level of, um, you know, um, individual confidence that it takes to do that. And I think that's sort of one thing that I think sailing of all levels would respect is that that sense of adventure and that can-do attitude. And it's like, oh, well, don't tell me I can't do it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, like, at least in my case, I can say that uh, as much as I, you know, had a lot of experience myself as a youth sailor, I definitely, um, and and I'd love to say that I would, I would have been able to do what my grandmother did and strike that team. Um, it does take a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence, a lot of guts. And I think that for me um, personally, I would have, you know, I really appreciated the support of my crew um, and the support of my family and my brother uh, to sort of push me to um, to be more active, to skipper a little bit more uh, on our family boat, the J29. And I, um, I'm really grateful for that because sometimes we all just need that little push uh, of encouragement. So, um, yeah, certainly you can be the I just like I can't even imagine what that um, what that race from Marblehead would have been like for my grandmother. Um, but sometimes even for me, like a Wednesday night skipping my first Wednesday night was sort of my like <laughs> my uh, own personal accomplishments. So I think it's all about that's the, the beauty of sailing, too, is that you really can gain like, you know, have so much fun, gain such an experience from all different levels of it, you know, whether you're learning for the first time and and it's your your first, you know, successful docking. Um, you know, whether you're uh, doing your first cruise um, to Rogue's Roost, you know, whether it's your first Wednesday night race, your first windward mark rounding, you know, there's just so many pieces of it to, to celebrate. And, uh, and every little piece is an accomplishment. Um, and so I think, you know, you can do it at, at so many different levels. And then, of course, we have some amazing, you know, accomplished sailors at our club. I was listening to Paul Tingley's podcast earlier this week and uh like yeah you know you could go to the olympics five times too <laughs> so there's just so many different uh um different ways to excel in the sport and uh i think that's the best the one of the best parts of it you can do it at, at any age you know i started when i was a kid but you can start when you're you know in in the middle of your life you can start any at any time yeah i'm certainly very hopeful that once um you know all this this business that we're in right now sort of um runs its course that um it'll give us a real opportunity to introduce uh, you know hopefully a whole range of new people to the sport because i mean what what better thing to be doing after you've been cooped up inside for so long is to you know get out in the fresh air and the sunshine and the spray and do something that potentially involves a bit of adventure to sort of give you a, a new lease on life i'm certainly very hopeful of that you tell us you know what are some of the new projects that you and your committee are working on to enhance the boating experience for club members yeah i think that um this is a really challenging time for everybody uh right now and we uh have a very active sailing committee which i'm so grateful for lots of people with a lot of varied experience um that are always up for creating new ideas and and trying to improve our experience for our sailors and racers at the club um this year in particular we are uh we are working on some opportunities for our sailors that maybe we haven't looked at in the past um, that means some virtual opportunities that means uh, maybe some looking at, at using some of our club J22s in a, in a creative way, maybe a single-handed uh, 
series coming up. Um, so we are definitely actively pursuing um, pl- the planning of opportunities for our sailors to get back on the water um, once it's safe to do so. And of course, our primary concern is everyone's safety and health. So we, um, we stay tuned. Uh, we will be certainly reaching out soon with, with the latest and uh, some new opportunities for sailors to enjoy. Here's to um, a 2020 season that will look a little bit different, but hopefully we'll have a, a good season. Thanks so much, Erin. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Thank you for spending the time. Um, and like I said, part two next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been gr- it's been great to have you on, Erin. We really appreciate it. No problem. I hope uh, I hope that was enjoyable, and I um, can't wait to hear the rest of the podcast Thanks, series. Excellent.